Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Imagine thinking DK Metcalf can't play in the NFL because of his three-cone. Couldn't be us. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the czar of Senior Bowl acceptance announcements. And with me, as always, is AJ Moore Minshew Marchese. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. Okay. Today, we're going to break down all the rookies that caught our eyes in week nine of the NFL. Then we'll preview and pick the week 10 matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out to vegas maybe looking for a young or a two don't draft a running back on the first day don't draft a running back on the second day maybe draft one on the third or don't let's go seven rounds Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the season's changed, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game, baby. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the de- test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. Correction, we are halfway through the NFL season. So now is the time, even more than almost halfway through, to get off the sidelines and get in on the game with MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college action uh, every weekend. That's football. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a big, big, big much... Big much rub, <laughs> parlay. Pick your locks for the week. Put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Uh, tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game, baby. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in one thousand dollars, they will give you a thousand dollars. That's double your initial deposit. You can use on all of your favorite picks. All you got to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You get paid, my bookie. Well, you heard yesterday's episode. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you. And just like yesterday's episode... We'll start with the Senior Bowl Acceptance Tracker. 
whole lot of acceptances since yesterday. Mm-hmm. A whole heap of them. So uh, we'll quickly go through those before we jump into the NFL rookie talk. Uh, it's honestly a, a good thing that we have the second show, or else we would have like a, way too many next we'll week. We'll still have way too many next week. It's true. Just considering how many guys accepted today. Uh, first, a pair of receivers, uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State and uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Both really exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say two two of the ten senior receivers I would be hoping end up in Mobile. Uh, quickly, Ayuk obviously one of the fastest risers among wide receivers this season. Yeah, definitely kind of came out of nowhere. He's been a yak yeah. machine for them. Really good mm-hmm. build. I've, I've seen Michael Gallup comparisons which is a hot comparison to have right now considering how well he has played recently it, it makes sense to me too um and antonio gandy golden obviously i think we can say the the best of the group of five wide receivers i'd have to put it on paper but quite possibly <laughs> yeah, I'm, i respect that you thought through that and then had to say you had to write it down but he, i think he is uh do you want me to really put the effort into checking no um, but like yeah, i don't uh, but with him, he he's a guy who separation ability is mm-hmm. a huge question in route running, and obviously the Senior Bowl is the perfect place to show you've improved on those types of things. Uh, Definitely. But also one of the best contested catch receivers in the entire country, if you ask me. It this is uh, it will be a huge week for him. And uh, I I went ahead and confirmed yes he is my highest rated Group of Five receiver. Let's see by Told you. A, a fairly significant margin. Uh, also for me, yeah. I think James Prochet is probably the two, though. I think he's also my two. Who yeah. will also be at the senior bowl. Whoa. Uh, and then, uh, because ye- yesterday we were talking about the tight ends that could possibly be there in the two we got yesterday. Today, we got my number one tight end in the entire class. Bryson Hopkins from Purdue uh, accepted his senior bowl invite. Um, a dude who I think can be a potential top 60 pick. I don't think mm-hmm. at this point. I don't think any of the tight ends are going to end up being first round picks. I think that barring barring great performances in Indianapolis. Yeah, I like I, I'm fairly, I I, I believe that's sh- fairly strongly, even though it's only early November. Uh, but yeah. I I definitely think Hopkins could be a top sixty guy, second round guy. Um, mm-hmm. Who I mean, we literally talked about him yesterday because of his performance against Nebraska. Just a, kid, a seam buster. Reminds me a bit of Mark Andrews. Great size. I'm excited to see him. Uh, and then two more offensive linemen. First, Texas Tech offensive tackle Terrence Steele. Mm-hmm. A guy I think could be a kind of quiet riser. He's a guy I, I, I have him in my, I think, top 120 right now. Mm-hmm. Like his size a lot in, in athleticism and just... Fits the bill of the type of guy who, if he puts on a show in pass protection drills and uh, shows clean full work, I think can do a lot for himself. Yep. And then Ben Barch, offensive lineman from St. John's, who nobody really knows a whole lot about. Uh, tip of the hat to Jim Nagy for always finding guys we don't really know. It's pretty impressive how many uh, like small school, low-key, especially offensive linemen we've gotten already accepting their offer. Yeah, and Barch, I, I looked into him a little bit. Uh Six six three oh five. First two years at St. John's played tight end, then as a junior yep. and senior played offensive tackle, obviously. And uh yeah, so probably gonna be a pretty good athlete at the position. You, you'd hope so, at least, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm 
Usually with those small school offensive linemen, especially with him, he's a Division three offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. With those small school guys, um, they get there because of the athletic potential. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, too bad he didn't play basketball at St. John's. Also, I always love having a really small... I mean, the FCS guys are fun. We, talk, we talked about one yesterday. Um, from South Carolina State, Taylor. Yep. But getting the, the guys who, like fit the bill of just such a small school that the tape is grainy and you don't really know, like they're so clearly the NFL prospect on the field. We're, we're talking Alex Kappa and, and Ali Martin. Yeah, like fitting that, I love that. Me too. Um, we're always so much fun, yeah. And I think the biggest get so far is South Carolina interior defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw. I also agree. We talked about him yesterday, and I think uh, if we could have anyone in the interior defensive line group, I would choose Kinlaw. So we already got him, and I'm happy, Rob. Yeah, just an absolute freak of nature with um, mm-hmm. the size, length, physicality, and explosiveness. Um, he has a chance to, I think, lock himself into a top 20 selection in Mobile. Yeah, yes, agreed. And joining him on the interior defensive line, North Carolina State's Lorel Murchison, who's got... Uh, he, he'll have... He's a guy who... He'll have a game where he absolutely takes over Florida State this year, for example, and I believe Virginia mm-hmm. game last year. Um, and he's one of those more undersized three techs, uh, like 6'2", 290-ish, um, one-gap penetrating dudes. Yeah. Who, yep. who adds a ton as a pass rusher because the the um, short area quickness. So I think this is a good place for him to like solidify a potential top 100 pick for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and just show that he's got the consistent ability to win. Um, and then a pair of Minnesota uh, defenders. First, yes. my boy, Carter Coughlin. <laughs> yeah, how excited are you about that? I'm huh? so happy. He He's going to be interesting to see if they play him on the edge as a like mm-hmm. a pass rusher or off ball in um, Mobile because he's 6'3", 245. He plays a, a true like edge, 3'4", th- outside role for for the Golden Gophers. Yep. I think he is one of the more most underrated passers in the country. He's a guy I would bang the table for, one of my favorite prospects. Uh, uses his hands really well, multiple moves. Got some flexibility to bend the edge. Uh, I like his first step a lot. So, seeing what spot he's playing in Mobile is going to be big. Mm-hmm. And if they play him at off-ball, seeing if he can co- like consistently cover tight ends and backs. Yep. Uh, and then joining him, teammate uh, Kamal Martin, um, also a linebacker. Uh, I haven't seen anything on him, to be completely honest. Me neither, so in the same post. He, I, I haven't seen him, and uh, yeah, he, him in the, obviously the St. John's office alumni. Those are the two yes. guys I haven't seen yet. Uh, so got to dig in on Martin. Obviously last year we had uh, our boy Blake Cashman, Minnesota yep. linebacker coming out of nowhere, so yep, could be another one. And then in the uh, defensive back, Kendall Wilder, corner from yep. Georgia Southern, who we both really like. Um, he he looks like a potential nickel. Not the biggest dude in the world, but feisty as hell. I I like yep. him a lot. Uh, so do I. And then um, Oklahoma State corner AJ Green, who's like a very different type of corner than Wilder. He's tall, lean, press man, outside dude. Yep. He'll be a nice guy to have matched up with the receivers we already have there. And then two safeties. Obviously, we got Jeremy Chin yesterday. 
mm-hmm. joining him, another small school guy, uh, Lenoir Rhines, Kyle Duggar. Spent a lot of talk about him, I, especially for small school. Guys. Yeah, he he's been like he was like the OG of the small school guys to have hype uh, yep. entering the year. Um, I think I think he's got a, a chance to be one of the like I'm quite high on him. I, mm-hmm. I, I like his physicality a lot. I like his build. He's like 6'2", 215, 220. Yeah. Like, really puts his body on the line as a tackler. Um, him and Chan, I think, have a chance to be, like, at least fourth-round picks. I like them, uh, both, yeah. I like them yeah. both a lot. Um, and then, Kavon Wallace from Clemson. I'm not a big Kavon Wallace guy. I feel like that's just he's been starting in that uh, defensive backfield for a while. Yeah. He's made big plays. You kind of like it's just pedigree there. Yeah, no, um, makes sense. I mean, again, I, I agree with you. It wasn't the hugest fan, but we'll see. I mean, the Senior Bowl is the truest test, Rob, in my opinion. The Senior Bowl is the greatest thing. It, it but it also has its negatives. Where it does, he, you'll a guy dominates Son <laughs> Reddick dominates the Senior Bowl, and you're like, this is a dude, and then no, it's not. Senior Bowl can I mean, trick like, you. I, I fell in love with Penny Hart, and I mean, yeah, he's me on the Seahawks practice squad right now, I think, still. so. But then on the other side, there's Aaron Donald is the most dominant Senior Bowl performance I have ever seen. Yes. So. Hassan Reddick's still good. I'm not giving up. <laughs> oh, oh, he's still good, eh? A couple years he's in. Still okay. okay. Yeah, I still believe in him. Wrong system. Just let him pass, Rush. Let him do what he did at Temple. They haven't, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I can't wait till the quarterbacks are getting announced. Oh, I mean, I don't know if that'll be anytime soon. I feel like the the smart play for a quarterback is to wait. But if it's like a, a more low-key guy that got an invite, I, I mean, they should be running to accept. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, like yeah, the Justin I, I Herberts do, yeah. of the world. Those will be late for sure. I, I have a feeling there's going to be one quarterback that's kind of like a shocker. Like, you know you how, like, wanna... you, you could go through, like, the eight quarterbacks you think it's going to be, and, like, these eight make the most sense. This is going to be who it is. I think there's going to be, like, a Mason Fine or something will be there. Ooh. Or, like, James be... Morgan from FIU. Like, one of those, yeah. like, group of five quarterbacks who, like, you've seen some people on draft Twitter talk about them a little bit, and you like certain things about them. I think one of those guys is going to end up being there. There always is, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Well, I wish we could prop bet on who would get the Senior Bowl invites. <laughs> it feels like, it feels pretty risky. I'm I mean I'm in, I'm in if you're in. Oh, me just uh, okay okay we'll we'll figure this out for a future episode. I guess. Well, we'll get a bookie to set some lines for us. Yeah, all right, sounds good. Okay, uh, done with Senior Bowl talk. Jumping into uh, you know our new second podcast of the week we did the all midway all rookie team last week obviously this week we're jumping right into the rookie superlatives uh and first we're gonna open every rookie superlative week with the rookie qb rundown so we'll just go uh with each of the starting rookie quarterbacks we'll talk about them a little bit and uh what what our thoughts were and lucky next week we'll get to talk ryan finley so i'm pretty excited for next week's episode (laughs) but no garner Minshew. uh spoiler uh, let's start with Kyler Murray. Uh, he played first of the 
rookie quarterbacks obviously playing on Thursday night. Uh, yep. Threw for 241, two scores, ran for another 34, uh, and a losing effort to the 49ers. I came away impressed. As did I, Rob. I thought this, maybe not his best performance of the season, but definitely a, a really good one against a top three defense in the NFL right now. Yes, so. and the scariest pass rush in the NFL with yep. people like Justin Pugh starting at right tackle for you. <laughs> yeah. And, J- and Jared I mean, Sweezy beside him at guard. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> kept them in this game, obviously. Uh, Kyler Murray was really good, man. And I think he, he keeps getting better, even if that's the, thing. the statistics aren't yeah. there. Like, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, every week, Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury seem to like just be jailing yeah. more and more. And then I know, yes. like you said, the stats haven't always been there. This game is pretty good statistically, but... Obviously, yeah. he went a couple games in a row without throwing a touchdown, but he looked good. He looked comfortable. Um, and, and they're doing this with a lack of consistent weapons. I mean, Kenyon Drake stepped up in the game, but uh, their <laughs> offensive line is nothing. Like, Kyler looks like a guy who's got all the potential to be what we thought he could be um, mm-hmm. and deserving of that number one pick. It's going to be awkward when he's better than Baker Mayfield. <sighs> What happened to 2018? I'm glad we're not doing a 2018 podcast. Just gushing. Baker is the next Drew Brees. Or I even just talking about those guys now. Oh, yeah. That would be awfully depressing. Depressing. Yeah. So, Josh Allen is clearly the second best quarterback after Lamar. Imagine. Yeah. Fuck. Imagine doing a podcast where you just follow one draft class through all of history. Okay. I'm sold. That's what, that's my pitch. We'll do it with this class. We'll just next year. We'll just follow the. We'll do the sophomore pod. I like that a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> Any, anywho, yeah, I, I thought Kyler looked pretty great. Um, he was good. Yeah, all things considered, and short week against one of the best defenses in the league, and but mm-hmm. been by I, I think he's been the most consistent of the uh, rookie quarterbacks as well. Like he hasn't uh, had some god awful performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's close between him and Minshew. Spoiler alerts. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Ralph. I agree. Okay, speaking of Minshew, uh, jumping to him, um, obviously this week Doug Marone came out and announced that Nick Foles is going to be their quarterback coming off the bye. So for week 11, Minshew heads back to the bench. Um, and partially, think I think, about- because he... I, I think ultimately that this was going to be the move anyway because of how much I- money they gave Nick Foles. Exactly, I, I agree with that. But it it, it sure looked more, like even more justifiable after how much you played against the Texans. Threw for yeah. three oh nine, but two picks, uh, two fumbles. Yeah, two yeah two fumbles. I, I think Daniel Jones is the only person who's fumbled more than him this year. Um, <laughs> they're keeping they're keeping together pretty well though. Yeah, uh, it it was not a great like he couldn't find much consistency. Um, the Texans DBs played better than they've been playing as well. I thought Gary and yeah, had a nice game. No, it's tr- but yeah, he, he really just didn't move the ball much. Like like Fournette wasn't very good, and like you know what I mean. Yeah, like Mitchu doesn't have the ability right now to just like carry this offense and make it t- take it up a notch. And uh, Which I, I think you can't it, blame him for. No, no, no definitely not. He's a six round rookie. Like that's the other thing. People, people make this. This is a strong point. If he was taken in the first round, we'd be gushing over him. Even at like even after a game like this, you know what I mean? Like, 
it wouldn't yeah. it'd be like yeah he, he's a first round rookie he's gonna have his bumps but it's because of the situation that like it's and, and them obviously going back to Nick Foles because they paid him an insane amount of money um where it's like more like I, I feel like peop- the, the Minshew hype has died down because of it two things um on the same point one if Minshew was theoretically a first round pick or a first round pick was playing like this I don't think they go back to Nick Foles I think um, I would agree, but if they took him in the first round, they wouldn't pay Nick Foles that money. So it's hard to like think about it that way. I'm just saying in general, like as a, you know, a Matt Flynn, <laughs> Russell Wilson situation. Um, I know he's not a first round pick, but I'm just saying. Two, I, I almost think like too much in the NFL, um, where a guy is drafted is almost like we focus on that too much. Yes, like obviously first round picks are just given. Sometimes too long of a leash, and six round picks too short of a leash, right? Yeah, no, we're like yeah, when definitely. you here to six round rookie, you just expect him to eventually fall back down to earth, right? Hundred yeah, percent, which isn't fair. No, um, so I'm sad the Minshew experience is over, but what a time that was. Uh, and then okay, Dwayne Haskins threw for yeah. uh, 144 <laughs> against the Bills, and not a whole lot else going on for that offense. Um, Didn't turn it over. I'll give him that. Yeah, he just... The way he played and the way the game was called, it just felt like they know he's not ready. He doesn't seem ready. Yeah. And it's... Like... Did he play awful? No. He didn't play... Like, I didn't think he looked very confident. Yeah. Uh, I I also didn't love the game plan they went... Like, I think Dwayne Hoskins could be a really strong play-action pass deep like deep ball passer but they didn't go play action too frequently um i mean again it doesn't it's, doesn't help with what's around him and it's like this yeah for for Hassan's, the situation is just such a mess obviously he doesn't have a head coach really right now yeah it, it, it's almost a, they they named him the starter again this week um hopefully it the, sounded like they almost did it for a second i know but, which would have been absolutely ridiculous agreed uh, um it's just going to be so hard for him the, uh, it, like every team that is in a situation like this where they take a first round quarterback and like it just doesn't look good at all the rookie year needs to because like, in that situation a lot of the time I think the head coach is bad yes uh, need, needs to <laughs> yeah. go and find that uh, this I'm not trying to make it sound easy to find a Sean McVay but at least take a swing on that young offensive mind yeah which I don't okay. think they'll do no I'd <laughs> I mean, you know, they'll probably be like, look at what happened with Adam Gase and Sam Darnold and use that as a reason, yeah, which like, doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know who wants that Washington job, but, uh, I, I, I mean, who would you hire for if you're Washington trying to get this thing turned around with Dwayne Haskins? Next you year? mentioned Biennemi last week. I think that would make sense. Yeah. He, no, he's the, like, he seems like a guy who would not take the job because he knows he can get a better one. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, I think Beanie is gonna end up with the Falcons if I had to guess. Yeah, um, I, they. I don't. Would they just hire like Robert Sala? But if they hired Robert Sala and he could bring um, Lafleur's brother to be his offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, then it starts getting pretty interesting for Washington. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. And like Sala could walk in and have like that defense good in a year. Yeah, because the front seven. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Uh, okay, and then finally Daniel Jones. Um, 
struggled against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Three for two ten in a score, but lost two fumbles through an interception. The king of fumbling, some call him. <laughs> he is, honestly. Um, Daniel Jones isn't bad. Da- no, the, he's not. It's going to be so annoying talking about Daniel Jones the next couple of years because I think he is exactly what we thought he was. He is this somewhere between like a Ryan Tannehill and an Alex Smith at quarterback where he's yeah. not overly exciting, but he can, he can add a little bit on the ground. He, I'm glad they're letting him do that too. Yes. Because um, yeah, they're running a lot of uh, read, um, zone read, and like he was just handing it off, and there was massive uh, side open. Yeah, you know, they're just yeah. crashing it. And then he finally kept one, right? So, yeah. Uh, and, and and like I don't think like I don't think Patrick is gonna be the head coach next year. Um, so bringing it, also for him bringing in that right offensive mind, yeah, is gonna be extremely important. But like taking advantage of what he does well, the RPOs, the play action shots. Um, mm-hmm. The like the get the ball out of his hand quick to, to playmakers in space because they have the playmakers when they're all healthy. Um, yeah. I, I just think I think he'll be an okay starting quarterback for a while. Like I don't think he's gonna do be too. anything special. Uh, but I don't think he's some horrible bust. I wouldn't have taken him where they took him. But like, I th- is he is he better than you anticipated? <sighs> no. Like he is. This makes it sound so cocky, but like he is what he thought he was. Yeah, like, I'll, I I'll give him. A, a, I think he's a Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I mean, I'll give him a little credit to say that I think he's been a little bit better passing downfield than I give him credit for. But other than that, I, I agree with you. Yeah, kind yeah. of just what you like. Expected. I think like he'll not not be a top twenty quarterback, but like. He'll put up okay numbers enough to justify him being the starting quarterback. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of excitement with him. Um, hell, it's so early to be like, sounds like I'm crucifying the guy. But I know. And he's like, as a rookie, he's not been bad. No, no. The, you, you've you seen flashes. Obviously, yeah. he's been struggling more lately. But there's also yeah. been, like I said, I don't think Shermer's going to be the coach. Or at least, I don't it's think a, he should be. Um, All his skill position guys have gotten hurt at some point this yeah, year. Yeah, and the, off, the, the lines. offensive lines had its issues. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough. Okay, that's, en- that's enough of depressing qu- rookie quarterback talk. <laughs> uh, let's let's jump over to some positive talk. Who do you got? It doesn't have to be one guy. There was a couple guys who have big weeks. But who's your rookie of the week? Number one, you know who I have to pick, Rob. DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's a wide receiver. Also, my number one. Yeah, um, his first under yard game in his career. Uh, I mean, not just statistically, but I think his best game of his career. Yeah, the huge touchdown really showed off what he can do. Should, should have been game winning touchdown <laughs> on the crossing route. Took it up the sideline and just he's gone. Uh, six for hundred twenty three in that touchdown. Also, I thought the the ball adjustment catch uh, on the game winning drive. Uh, while getting face masks, that wasn't called. That was so impressive. I still can't believe people were so out on him. It I don't it, it didn't make I, sense. I, I think generally the people who were so out on him didn't actually like weren't actual people scouting him. It was just they like just saw it was more of like a bit and a meme to jump on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like it, it was insane. Did we think it, it felt like there was just. People were like, they saw the three counter, you know, they just heard he couldn't run, like, to, wasn't agile, and then saw his 
picture and then saw he was tall and heavy, and they just made jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he he's been like he made these insane big plays at Ole Miss, and now he's starting to do it in Seattle. And like we've talked about before, it's almost like every week he'll have at least one like wow play. Yeah, like the, the fumble against Baltimore was like one of the worst plays I've seen this year, but. He's been he's been consistently good. He's been no, he's been one of the ten best rookies in the league. Agree. Um, I was gonna say uh, another thing with Metcalf, the, like the haters. It was like almost, I don't know. It was just reactionary. I thought it was it was stupid. Anyways, yeah, he, I think he's the perfect guy to compliment Tyler Lockett. He landed yeah. in the perfect situation too. I should add, he did. Um, he did. And I, I don't like he. I think he's just going to be one of the the most exciting big playmate, young big playmakers in the league going forward. And we're seeing, we're starting to see more consistency from him. I absolutely love watching him. Me too. Agree. Who who do you got next? Uh, so I put down three different dudes just because, you know, that's like, what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I think he, it's impossible. It's going to be impossible to vote against Josh Jacobs for offensive rookie of the year. Agreed. Yeah, he carried the Raiders over the Lions, ran for a buck twenty, two scores. Um, just it's so consistent his chunk running, and mm-hmm. his combination of contact balance, uh, short area quickness, and, and just burst. Like when when he wants to hit that second gear, he's going, and he lo- just runs so violently. I comped him to Frank Gore. He looks like Frank Gore. I he is. I don't tr- believe in drafting running backs in the first round, but he's exactly what they could have hoped for, and the perfect Gruden running back. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I feel like John Gruden's got to be just so pumped that he's exactly what he hoped him to be. Yeah. The, the only thing I will continue to say about him is I want them to start like getting some more uh, consistency with him as a pass In catcher. the pass game? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then I also, okay. I also threw Devin Singletary down. Yep, I think those are the top three guys this week. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't like the biggest rookie week by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think those three were the, the three best by, like, a fairly large margin. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, Singletary, it felt, it was like the, they finally gave him the keys to the backfield. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I threw Singletary's name down as looks like a hit for me. Because uh, I was so high on him, and I knew we, I just wanted to talk to him, talk about him this week. I'm so happy that he's healthy, and like they finally let him take control of that backfield. Yeah, ran for 95 out of 45 more uh, in the passing game. Yeah. Ripped off a Had big a touchdown. Yeah, big uh, yards after catch uh, on yep. his first reception. Um, yep, he is. I, I still think they're gonna they're gonna draft a guy to kind of pair with him. I think that's fair. And I think that's the smart thing to do because he can do so much damage in the passing game and the running game. So, like, adding, um, like, basically a guy to replace Frank Gore as your running back, too. Name a name, Rob, off the top of your head, on the spot. Let's get real physical. H.J. Dillon. Pure pure size. H.J. Dillon will look good as a Buffalo Bill, I'll say that. Um, I I, I think... uh, I, I don't know, because he's kind of like the explosive pass catcher guy, so adding, yeah, more interior, inside running mm-hmm. type running back. Honestly, A.J. Dillon, day three, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe Michael Warren? Yeah, Dillon, that, that's a, that, that'd be a good one, too. 
Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't think I want to be using too early a, like a day two pick on my... No, I'm thinking like fifth round-ish. Yeah, Michael Warren's a good guy to get in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyways. Okay, worst rookie. I don't want to be mean, but who's the worst rookie you saw? I hate, I hate our memes. Uh, meanwhile, our mean superlatives. Uh, I went with a guy that the spotlight was on him, and I'm going with DeAndre Beaker in the Monday night performance. Just I, felt I like thought, he was. I didn't think he played that poorly. You know what? The, the 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 Amari Cooper touchdown that was zone people like he didn't that wasn't on him. And mm-hmm. the, the, on. the 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 one uh, the DPI I thought was a bad call. I thought let, let it, him play. it was. I I didn't think he played that poorly. Like he, you know, I'll give him credit for fighting through it, but I, I thought on the whole it was not great. Like, like it's I, not like I have another corner where I thought it played a whole lot worse. Hit me, hit me. Trayvon Mullen for the Raiders. Okay. He like, I mean, not a great, uh, a great matchup for him either. No. Like Marvin Jones and Kenny G. Yes. <laughs> but like those guys cook the Raiders corners, and yeah, Mullen. Just he couldn't find the ball. He's getting lost downfield, and mm-hmm. he he's a guy who we already kind of thought was a project. And they obviously they trade Gary on Conley for a third round pick and just kind of threw Mullen into the fire. Yeah, and it it wasn't looking great against the Lions. Like going back to Baker, I'll give him credit because like the start of the season was rough, and then he kind of yeah he strung a couple games together where he looked pretty decent. Yeah, like I'm not saying he had a good performance. I just think uh, it, it was a little overblown how poor his performance was. No, I, I that's fair. I still I, I thought he was bad, but I agree with you. I'm a, um, can I, can I throw a, another one out? Sure, because you love being mean. Uh, yeah, uh, Clone Farrell. He's just not doing anything for the Raiders. Are we a hundred percent shocked? No, and we never thought it, like if you go back and listen to our old episodes, we didn't think he was a we we thought he was like a guy you take in the I don't know late teens early twenties. Exactly, and yep. he's going to be a very strong run defender. Give you like eight sacks, eight to ten sacks, exactly, and, yeah. and be a strong locker room presence, obviously. And you don't, you, you, he's just he's added very little as a pass rusher. Let me say though, I, I think that last point you hit was the number one point for the Raiders is the strong locker room presence. I think that's a little early to spend a pick on that though. I, I'm not defending no, it. I I'm just saying. That. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Max Crosby is a more consistent pass rusher, and obviously they got him in the fourth it's, round. That's a hit for us, by the way. Oh, yeah, big hit. Big hit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just not a great look. No. Um, and they've, they've no. had a very strong rookie class other than Farrell and Mullen to this point. It's true, yeah. I mean, Abram went down, but was playing pretty decent, too. And... Yeah, no, he looked good in that one game. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, do you have any other for this? Because I have another. Because I. Oh God, you're so mean. Okay, hit, go. Mikol, Mikol Hardman. Lost, yeah. a, lost a fumble on a return. Didn't do anything as a pass catcher. Uh, had a seven yard jet sweep. He just like I I I like Mikol Hardman a lot. I think I liked him more than you did. You did, yeah. Um. But I think there are is gonna be times where if you're not scheming him the ball, he's not doing he, much. He's gonna disappear. Obviously, it doesn't help that Matt Moore's the quarterback. But that's just kind of yeah. how I felt in this game. Um, they they lean much more on Sammy Watkins than Tyreek Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm not trying to crucify Nicole Hardman. He just didn't have a good performance this week. Obviously, he was on our all-rookie all team last week and has been one of the best rookies overall, but... Feels like instead of calling him the worst rookie, you could just say it was an underwhelming performance, you meanie. Oh, I mixed, okay. I, I had like seven guys there. You know me. I'm just, <laughs> you're, you've got you. You hit the positives. I'm the negative guy. That's why this show works. It's true. Uh, okay, my favorite. Uh, my favorite superlative I came up with because I come up with them all because I'm the best. Prime time rookie star. I mean, not, kind of easy. Not a good week for it, by the way. Just throwing that one out there. Yeah, exactly. Not a good week, so it was kind of easy just to pick Kyler Murray. Yeah, I also pick Kyler Because it's funny, because, like, Nick Bosa obviously played against that Cardinals team. And, like, Nick, Nick Bosa is the best rookie this season. In Correct. A, a fully defensive player of the year candidate. Um, Correct. They they did a good job on him, though. They did. They, I mean, he drew some oh. hold, uh, holding penalty, but he was getting, like, chipped a lot and doubled. Yeah. They focused on stopping him, and it, like obviously it affected the game plan overall. But quieter night from him. Yeah. Oh. They just wanted Kyler Murray to be the primetime star this week. Yeah. That's why I heard that. That may, makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So he, he was to me the pretty clear primetime rookie performer. Yeah. Okay. Underwhelming performance. Just uh, start being mean again. See, I'm not even going to be that mean. Uh, mean. Same. I'm going to the same game. Um, I'm going with Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, four. Ca- that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He was four catches for 40 yards. So it's not like a terrible game, but he just left a lot on the field. It just felt like he could have had a, a, he had a better bad game. Drop. Bad, bad drop. That been and, a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I felt like the. I still feel like it. I mean, Manny Sanders in there, but like. Definitely a bit of a vacuum at receiver, and that he could have filled that hole easily this year. Um, and like, it's not like he's been bad, but I, I just hope that he could have been like more productive more soon. You know what yeah, I mean? More consistent. Yeah. So a lot of the receivers, though, I think we we, we got kind of got spoiled by some of the bait, like um, specifically Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, but yeah, and, and the early, early Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the big play, Nicole Hart. Overall, this rookie wide receiver class is awesome. It is. Uh, I got two pass rushers actually. Okay. Um, first, Brian Burns. He mm. was very like unnoticeable against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was a game where Mario Addison wasn't playing, and so I think th- there was more focus on stopping Brian Burns. Yeah. And he he couldn't really get anything going, and he's a guy who consistency is the key to him. He had a big splashy start to the season. He's kind of yeah. quieted down a bit. For sure, uh, and then Josh Allen, the Jaguars edge rusher. Uh, I get, yeah, I, no, I thought he kind of would tee off a bit against that Texans offensive line, but mm, honestly, Titus Howard looked pretty solid. Like I thought, Titus Howard and Max Sharping, their two rookie offensive linemen, both played pretty well, and Josh Allen was kept fairly quiet. I agree. I started him in fantasy, Rob. I thought he was going to have at least a sack, but yeah, he was, he, you're right. Kept quiet by uh, both guys. Maybe he's just not built for London. Good point. See, that's not something I factored in. Rookies mm-hmm. don't perform well if you play for the Jaguars in London. It's true. Look at the history books. Blake Bortles probably didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I'm sure he didn't. Uh, okay, who you got for looks like a hit? Uh, I, I said mine already because I wanted to talk about him. Devin Singletary. Uh, one of my favorite running backs in the class. Glad he's healthy. 
Glad he's given the keys to the backfield, like you said, Rob. Just quickly, and, he was crucified yeah. for his combine performance, and people got off that bandwagon. But you never, Not me. never you never did. I know, I know, because I, I didn't think it mattered too much. It was all like not to comp him to Dalvin Cook, but it was it a little Cook, bit like that to me. Dalvin Cook's one of the most explosive running backs in the NFL and had an awful combine. Exactly. So, um, I, I, I threw two down. Dalton Reisner, just because I wanted to again, I wanted to throw him somewhere on this list. Um, Fair enough. He was just awesome again as a run blocker against the Browns. Yeah. Uh, he he looks like again a future Pro Bowl guy, a guy I would have taken in the first round. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Especially with like some of the offensive linemen that that went in the first round. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, sorry. Like I was gonna say Chris Lindstrom. I think we both felt like he was gonna be a plug and play guy, but yeah, it was a little early. Like Lindstrom and uh, Rint, damn Reisner and Lindstrom, I had like on the same level, and obviously Me too. Lindstrom went like fourteenth, and Reisner went forty first. I think. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so, so that was pretty I, I, wild. I, I, Agreed, agreed. I felt like both, if you picked them in the 20s, you got, like, plug-and-play guys, and you feel good about it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my other, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. He's just starting to really own the starting slot job for the Raiders. Carr looks really comfortable going to him in big third-down moments. He had the touchdown. Game-winning touchdown, baby. Yep. Classic Hunter Renfro. And, I mean, he had the best hands in the draft class last year, despite having small hands, so... Shoot, he, I got him as my best day three rookie, so I knew we were going to talk about him, and I'm glad we did. Uh, I Like, slower start to the season, I'm glad he's starting to get more looks. Yeah, the last, like, two weeks has been his two best games. Correct, yeah. Uh, looks like a miss for you? Okay, this is more for the team that drafted him and a bit for me. I had him in the late second round. He went in the late first, of course. Uh, LJ <laughs> Seattle. LJ Collier, yeah, that's correct. Oh, I, I said that uh, as a joke. Damn, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad, but it's it's correct. Uh, you can't even get on the field as a 24-year-old rookie on a team that's pass rush has been, uh, I'll say, not good, Rob. So, um, it's a double miss. It's, it's tough. Back-to-back years, bad first-round picks for Schneider. Yeah. I mean, well, sorry, not, not back-to-back, but this year at least. What do you mean? I'm joking. Love Sean Penny forever. Oh, okay. I, I was legitimately confused. <laughs> um, I, I also think Collier's struggles have been overshadowed partially because DK Metcalf's been awesome. If you flipped where they went, it, it makes a lot more sense in my head. I 100% agree. So that's that's why I justified it on during the draft. So in my heart, so I, I'm okay with that. Uh, for me, my looks like a miss is a guy who... Not a guy I was high on, and then is playing poorly. It's the other way around. A guy I was, I wish I was higher on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kari Willis every week catches my eye for the Colts. I love watching him um, play against my Steelers this week. wasn't his like biggest game by any means, but he just looks like he's going to be a really good starting strong safety for a long time. Yeah, that one can apply to me as well. I think I was even lower on him than you were. So I like <laughs> they took him and put him in the perfect role. I, I yeah. underestimated his instincts as well like he's got some Agreed. of the best instincts uh, of any rookie safety I've seen in a while uh, which is yeah I, I, again I didn't like I didn't like his coverage ability and uh, I'm, I've been impressed with him Ralph. Uh who do you think needs to step up so this is a bad week to say it but I just want him because he flashed it I'm going with Noah Fant obviously had the big 75 year touchdown only three catches though 
I just want him to be more consistent. And we've mentioned him before. He struggled with the drops. Um, like, he's bang kind of open, but, like, just really bad drops. So, especially with no one playing quarterback for them. Sorry, Brandon Allen. I just want to see him to step up and be a consistent guy and just, like, even not the flashy plays. I'd rather just see him, like, you know, get five catches for 58 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I, like you said, not the best week to point it out. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's our but, first but, week, so I... But also knowing that he can do that. It, yeah, that's... And then but have, we other, know, have to see other games where he catches one pass for seven yards. Exactly, yeah. So just like, yeah, more consistency frustrating. Him would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I put Ed Oliver. I think I, he, I thought about Ed. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't look very good against Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, he The pass rush needs to start coming, I think, too. We talked yeah. about it on our all-rookie show where it was like, he's, he's really held up more as a run defender than some people were expecting him to. But mm-hmm. the, the the flash plays haven't come, uh, and the consistency as a pass rusher hasn't come. So yeah, I, I put him down. I also put Devin Bush down because he's a guy who definitely deserves a lot of the praise he's getting, but he has just been a liability covering tight ends. Yeah, I, which is kind of surprising to me because of the athleticism. I thought he 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 did it pretty well at Michigan. Yeah, he he got cooked by Jack Doyle against the Colts, and that's been a, that's been an every week type of thing. That like I, the, I like the best way to like the Steelers' defense overall has been playing really strong football as of late. Mm-hmm. The best yeah. way to attack them is use your tight ends down. Tight ends. Yeah, get get yeah. get the matchup with linebackers and take advantage of it. See, I'm going to hold out hope and think Devin Bush puts it together on that front. I think he will too. I just it, it's got to come quickly soon yeah like yeah. I, I, hey i was even thinking about starting gerald everett this week in fantasy just because the rams are playing the oh, steelers you're so mean yeah okay uh getting back to being really mean not ready to play who, who do you think <laughs> what rookies are playing that you just don't think are ready to play you know what I, i'm i'm not being that mean to him but uh jameel dean had a struggle against dk Metcalf this week but another corner that kind of fought through it, I just want to bring up because like he, I don't, I don't know if he should be playing, but because of the mess that is the Buccaneers secondary, he is. Yeah, he he, he was like very thrown into the fire because like he had like not played until no, this and week. he got picked on. Yeah, he got picked on a lot, but like he kind of fought through it pretty well. But like it's just uh, it's kind of unfair for him. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's a good one. Um. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins is, like, easy picking. I put his name <laughs> yeah, down, I but figured, yeah. it shouldn't really count. So, I also put Ch- Chuma Adoga, the Jets tackle. Fair enough. I, I liked Adoga. I, I did, I think too. He's good, but... I, I, and I, as did I, but I just, he, he he's a guy who needs to be developed. He's struggled with penalties a lot. Um, mm, we know yeah. how, how wonderful his sweet feet can be. I think there's a lot of potential there. It's just... It also doesn't help that the whole, like there's just nobody around him that's good on that offensive line. It yeah, it's very true. Like I still believe, like I think he is the right tackle of the future for the Jets. Go draft mm-hmm. Andrew Thomas. Get your left tackle. You get them both. You're, you're good. Start building up. Maybe get get one of these centers in the third round. You've already got Brian Winters at guard, who I think is like the one guy you can keep as a starting offensive yeah. lineman. And yes. then you start, it starts coming together a little better. Agreed. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, best day three rookie? 
So I, I said Hunter Renfro was my number one pick. But I'll, I'll go with a guy. I'll throw another guy's name in there. I thought Mac Wilson had a pretty good performance against the, uh, the Broncos. Finally got his interception, which I think is where he's going to make his money as a pass coverage guy. I th- and he's I think, looked... Sorry, I think you pointed out on the All-Rookie Show, he's just always around the football. Yeah, exactly. In this game, it, it was like he was starting to make plays from being around the football. Exactly. Like, he led the Browns in tackles. It was only five, but he, he led them nonetheless. Um, exactly, yeah. And I just... Um, Mac Wilson was one, like, an interesting guy because... I think we both had him a lot higher than where he ended up being drafted. I think a lot of people did. Most people did. But um, for the coverage ability, and I'm glad that he's, like you said, always around the football. Um, I think that's big for him. I'm going to throw a different linebacker down here. Drew Tranquil. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> big punt block against the Packers. Uh, yep. he, he's When he's been on the field defensively, he has been a very consistent um, uh, run defender for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the Chargers linebackers is it's very strange, fun group of linebackers. Yeah, for real. I mean, in Wosu last year, because uh, you're white, like they just got a lot of. It's a bun- bunch of guys that just like. I know, like I keep, like that that Chargers defense is almost like if we got to draft a defense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I put down Justin School because it's just every week with him, he is being impressive as a sixth round rookie left tackle. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is their replacement for Joe Staley. The more I see him play, the more I just come away like he is so technically sound and he's just not struggling. Like was fine against Terrell Suggs and Chandler Jones. No, I I cheated and put him as my out of nowhere rook, just as a full season thing. And because he's losing his job this week because Staley's coming back, but. I agree. Like you think you have a guy that can be a long term starter there, which is. Fucking nuts in the sixth round at tackle, right? Yeah, like, I think a lot of people were worried when Staley went down. Uh, yes, I, I, they, I didn't, they didn't, like, skip a beat. It's very impressive what he's done. Yeah, it is. Uh, it best is. undrafted free agent rookie you saw? Another, oh, well, I shouldn't say another guy, but a guy that went down, yeah. and I think we got to show him out because the season's over with the 20 ACL. Preston Williams. Uh, <laughs> five catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Been consistently solid on that terrible... Dolphins team. Uh, unfortunately, the season is over. Look, but I think like he, a very strong rookie performance, and looks like he has the tools to be a one of the top three receivers next season. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. I think he's got a role on that team going forward. Like locked up. Yeah. Um, I feel like Williams more like I don't think he's ever going to become like a true one, but like a. Uh, like a two, I think. I know. Yeah, like if don't they, if they come up with like a CD Lamb or a Rugs or a Judy, and you've got yep. a person, and then you find that slot guy that you, that you can trust, you feel good about it. Yeah, uh, I also put down Malik Reed's name because he's my boy. He, he, <laughs> sure, he, you do. He, he flashes when he gets in the game. I think he's got a, a bright future as a third pass rusher for the Broncos. That's fair. No, he's looked good all season. Looked good in the preseason. I, I like that pick. Thank you. Uh, rookie who flashed. I went with a big name guy because we haven't seen too too much. Uh, got a sack in his game all against the Dolphins. I put Quinn Williams' name here. You mentioned we we haven't seen Ed Oliver flash too much. Okay, so I'm just kind of happy. Quinn Williams came unblocked on the sack. I'm gonna say that. I know, but at least he did it. <laughs> He's, what do you like? Are you? I mean, we have to be disappointed with this season as a whole, right? 
I, I well, he's got time to step it. I, I mean, it didn't like he wasn't playing at. Obviously, he got injured. He wasn't playing a ton yeah. of consistent snaps, and then they moved Leonard Williams, so he should be going forward. Yeah, like, it's hard to like. I'm not criticizing. No, I know I'm you're just not. Saying. It's just it's so hard for me. That team is such a just a mess. That dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. Team, teams were apparently calling the Jets about trading for Quinn and Williams. Saw like, that, that's which insane. is interesting. Yeah. Um, Imagine it happened. That be uh, I'd be so happy for him. Me too. Um, Me too. Spe- speaking of interior defensive line rookies, one of my guys who flashed, not statistically, but Jeffrey Simmons, just every week. He's just pushing yeah, the pocket it's... against the Panthers. It's... I mean, I'm still blown away by how good he's been coming off of that injury that we didn't think we'd see him come off this year. So Yeah. Um, also, you mentioned Noah Fant already. That 75-yard mm-hmm. touchdown where he trucked Whitehead. And I, don't, I don't think we need to talk about what happened to Whitehead afterwards. Who? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and Andy Isabella for his 80-yard touchdown. Yes, for sure. I'm happy about that. I love Andy Isabella. I know so. you do. I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't have him as your immediate uh, rookie of the week. Yeah, well... <laughs> I thought you were going to say for flashed. Yeah, I should have had him rookie of the week. Fuck. I, I hope that they get him involved more because just obviously it, it was a lot of yak on that play, but yes. you, he showcased that speed and knowing how how well Kyler can throw the deep ball, seeing um, like a more consistent Isabella as a deep threat would be a lot of fun. I mean, there's got to be like not just like Isabella, say like. I don't think it's just like Isabella not looking great. I think there's a reason Kingsbury's held off of him a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think he's. If we see him, I think we'll keep seeing him more and more. And like, because like, like Trent Sherfield is getting looks. So I mean, Demir Bird. What is that <laughs> offense? Sherfield's a good special team role. Give him that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who's your I don't know where rook? I hit mine already. That's at school. And like it. Uh, I mean, can't keep saying this enough. It's just been so damn impressive. Staley's back, so he loses his gig. But he must feel so good with an aging Joe Staley in school there, sitting on the bench, going forward. Yeah, like, big, really big agree. Uh, I put Marvell Tell with okay. He he the last two weeks he's and uh, he played the Steelers this week, obviously. So I was very yep. invested in the game. Um, he, yep. he looked good at corner. Now, he's a guy who I hated at safety. Yeah, you did. And they drafted him and moved him to corner, and his length and athleticism, which the athleticism was never a question with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he looked really clean and smooth, had a big PBU, uh, and he like he, he looked better than Rocky Sin. He had, a, he had a big penalty, though, didn't he? Yeah, but... Yeah. Like uh, I keep in mind, like he's a what six round rookie. Oh, oh no no I'm not I'm not gonna, yeah. <laughs> he's a good pick for out of nowhere. Yeah, Absolutely. No, I I just think very uh I think because I think he's getting cooked. I mean it, yeah. it helped that Mason Rudolph can't throw a football, but uh okay. And finally, which rookie do you think should be starting? Who's your start the rook of the week? So I went with a guy that's in a muddied situation right now. Ooh. Uh, uh, Drew Locke. He's injured. No, but I I did some digging. He says he's ready to play. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's sent a. (laughs) It's true. Apparently, like I mean, he's on IR, but he's eligible to come off already. 
Um, he hasn't gotten practice reps, so like realistically, he probably shouldn't start. But I mean, when the season's over, which it is, and uh, you got Brandon Allen starting, you you should get him in there and see what you got, right? Especially because they're a team that's gonna most likely be picking the top ten and potentially looking at a QB, despite them yeah. having drafted him forty second or whatever it was. Like there was, I was reading I totally quotes from him. I'm like, this is a good pick now that you've given the context. Yeah, I read I read like an SI article about it. And like he was saying he's kind of frustrated. Like I don't I don't think he's criticizing the Broncos, but just saying he's frustrated because he never missed any time at Mizzou, and mm-hmm. he's saying he feels good enough to play. But this this might be a point where like the doctors haven't cleared him. He just wants to tough it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. But I mean, I I want to see him on the field this year. I, I put down Charles Amenehu. That was you know what that, that was going to be my other pick. He will because with him, I mean, we've talked. Like, there, there's been lots of hype over the flashes of him. With J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt out, like, just start him. You know what? I think it's going to happen. He played the most snaps he's played all year. I, I looked at that. I think he played, uh, like, 59. I think it was, like, 50, sorry, 59% of the snaps. So that's a good way, uh, like, it's trending up. Yeah, he just, his his tools are so sexy, dare I say. And he's every flash when he's, he's been flashing. on the field. Exactly, exactly. And there's just a whole lot more I think you're going to get out of him than a guy like Carlos Watkins, for example. No, I agree. Like, they're playing some meh guys <laughs> on the defensive line. Like, get him on the field more. Yeah. Um, it's like, like Jacob Martin's playing a lot. Like, I know it's at the edge, but still. Anyways, get him on the field. All right, that's the first time we've gone through the superlatives. That was, that was fun, Rob. You will get that every single week. Um, before we get to our picks, support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Rob, you, th- you think I'm making this up, uh, but for the first time in my life, I actually had an accident while working down there. It's the first Look time? Down. I've won one every week. You know, because I'm so scared. I don't have Manscaped yet. I'm waiting for it to arrive, and it can come soon enough. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little scared down there, and I always kind of just do a shitty job and <laughs> ignore it. And this time, I, I looked down and saw red and fucking panicked. <laughs> so, once Manscaped shows up, I'll, no more of that. Uh, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts which literally just happened to me and still kind of hurts. Uh, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, baby. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, because that's fucking gross. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, something else I really want. Uh, it is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, Rob? Yeah, you heard me. Oh. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the, with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for your job. Your balls will thank you. And before we get to our picks and previews for this week, all our spreads are from who else but my bookie. All you got to do is use promo code chair uh, when you sign up. They'll double your initial deposit. That's like if you bet, sorry, if you add $1,000. They'll give you another $1,000. It's amazing. Um, also, I, I'd say parlay every single game. <laughs> you can't lose the money. The payout would be massive. And then you can tell everyone about it. And no one cares, but you'll feel good talking to people about it. 
Uh, so visit MyBookie online today at MyBookie.ag. Use promo code CHAIR. They're doubling your offer. And let's get into our picks and previews. Rob, how were you last week? I went 4-8. and eight. Don't trust anything I say about the NFL. Because uh, we didn't have the Mahomes game on the board. I gave that, I gave that a loss because I said I'm, I'm taking the, the Chiefs if they play. And the spread was 5. I think I should that you know you should give yourself a win for that one. Okay, five and eight. That sounds a little better. What was the other game that you didn't? Did, I do? Did we miscount? I got six and eight. I don't know. I'm bad at counting. You went. We'll figure wait, it out. There, there was uh, fourteen games. Mm-hmm. I'm six and eight. That's fourteen, right? I mean, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Wait, yeah. What? You missed a game, Rob. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 14. Oh, then I'm six and eight. Hey, we did this with the same. Heck yeah. I started off hot this that week and last week and I was just finished shit. Uh, on buys this week, the Broncos. It's a big bye week. Broncos, Pats, Eagles, Washington, Jags, and Texans. Let's get into it. There's an F football. Chargers are minus one and a half. Taking on the Raiders. It's tough. The Raiders are playing really well lately, but the Chargers just. Yep. Gave it to the Packers and looked like the team we thought they could be. I think the Chargers have a chance to go on a little run here. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. Okay. I feel the same way. The Chargers usually kind of turn it on late in the season. But, like, I I feel like I shouldn't trust them. Because they always bamboozle us. But I'm taking the Chargers. But I'm going to get bamboozled. And it's going to hurt. 1 p.m. on Sunday. Lions at Bears. Chicago's minus 2.5. Yeah. I don't trust anything Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky are doing. I'm going to take the Lions. They had a tough loss to the Raiders, obviously. But they seem to be in every game. They are, yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. If they were winning more Mm -hmm. games, I think he'd be in the MVP conversation. Uh, So I will take the Lions to cover. You know, I'm going to change on the fly. I went back and forth on this this game. I'm I'm going to finalize picking the Lions, too. Just because it's so hard to trust those Bears right now. Uh, Ravens minus 10.5 in Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think I can love myself if Pick I the take Bengals? the Bengals and Ryan Finley to yeah. cover against Lamar. Agreed. Um, Lamar Jackson is the most that. exciting quarterback in a long time since Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's a long time. Um, how excited are you scale the one to ten to, to talk about Ryan Finley next week though? Like, because he's somehow gonna string together like a pretty good game, and then like people would be like, "Is he the future? Should the Bengals draft Chase Young and not a quarterback?" And then we're gonna have to like talk about that, and then like, but Ryan Finley's actually just like a worse Andy. Like, if you took away all of Andy Dalton's athleticism and arm strength, then you get Ryan Finley. Fucking drag him on the coals, baby. Uh, before any performance for Ryan Finley this week, I will say he's a month. Younger than Jared Goff. That's it. Yeah, he's so old. That's the best part. <laughs> so, uh, the battle of the B teams on the Great Lakes. Bills at Browns. Uh, the, the Browns are minus two and a half. Until Freddie Kitchens is out, I'm, I'm done trusting the Browns. I will take the Bills. It's going to be a slogger knocker. Is that a knocker. word? Knocker. Uh, yep. I think it's a close game. Bills win. Like, I'm talking like 10-6. I I feel like it's a little disrespectful to favor the Browns in this game. I think so, too. Give me give me the Bills plus the points. They've been clearly the better football team this year. And even when the Browns, like, Mile High is a tough place to play, sure, but you're playing Allen. Like, if you can't beat Brandon Allen, you're not going to beat Josh Allen. 
put that on a postcard and mail it. I don't know what that means. Uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. There is no line again because the, un- uh, the unsure stats of Patrick Mahomes. Right now, it looks like he's going to play, though. So, Even if he doesn't, do I will take the, I- I'm taking the Chiefs no matter what the line is, no matter who's at quarterback. Okay, I agree with you. I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, what do you think the line's going to be if no Mahomes? I'm going to say pick them. Two and a half, three for the Titans? Pick them. That much or no? Pick them. Yeah? Okay. Either way, I agree with you. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, Falcons at Saints. New Orleans is minus 20. Uh, I'll say 23 and a half. 13 and a half. Yeah, the Falcons are done. Dan Quinn's about to come off the bye and just get destroyed by the Saints. Yeah. Uh, agree. If it was 23 and a half, who would you take? Saints. <laughs> I should be your bookie. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Saints to cover the points. My bookie's my uh, bookie. I know. I should be my bookie. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Shit. Uh, the Battle of MetLife. Does this game have, this game should have a name. It happens once every four, eight years, but it doesn't matter. Giants minus two and a half. Uh, playing the Jets. At the Jets somehow. Yeah, I love how like that it counts as a Giants uh, road game. Yeah, it's it's pretty unfair, but again, they they alternate every eight years, so like whatever. The, but the fact that this counts as a Giants uh, a road game, but like the Jaguars have to take a London game as a home game, <laughs> that's such a shaft. But you know what? They should make the Giants use a visitor to locker room. I, I don't know if they do, but they should. That's a good point. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they uh, I will take the Giants to cover. Again, yeah, uh, it's not a Jet, it's not a road game. Jets are a complete mess. The Giants aren't in great shape, but at least they can like be in games. You compete. The Jets yeah. lost to the Dolphins. I don't know what's happening. They should have fired Adam Gase after that game. But anyways, both Shermer and Gase will be fired after this game. That's my prediction. <laughs> you know they should just announce it whoever wins keeps their job for at least another week that's smart and get some marketing going and call it the, the MetLife Bowl or something yeah, I don't smart. know you like that eh uh, Cardinals at Bucks Buccaneers are minus four and a half. Oh, I, I'm taking the Giants too sorry I didn't even yeah, say I figured. Yeah. Uh, I will take the Cardinals to cover also for me yeah Jameis can't not like even when he's having a great game he can't not just have an insane turnover uh, he, there were so many interceptions he wanted to throw against the Seahawks that just didn't happen. Kyler and Cliff have this thing getting better and better. Uh, yep. Kenyon Drake's a huge addition. The Bucks defense is such a mystery to me. I uh, I'm, I believe in Kyler. I do too, and I think like if you keep giving me a handful of points against the Cardinals, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep taking them against bad teams at least. Uh, speaking of bad teams, the Miami Dolphins are in Indianapolis playing the Colts. Indies minus 10. Only three 4 o'clock games, which kind of sucks. Uh, I know the Dolphins are coming off their big win. And that's the only one they want to have. I'm just, like, Brian Hoyer's playing and the Colts are still favored by 10. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. I'm still going to take the Colts, but that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Brian Hoyer did look good against Pittsburgh other than the Minka Fitzpatrick pick six, but... Uh, it's true, yeah. Roll Colts. You know I love my Colts when they're not playing my Steelers. Yeah, I'm also taking the Colts. Uh, fuck it. Uh, why would I trust the Dolphins? Uh, Panthers at Packers. Green Bay's minus five and a half. Uh, I will take the Packers because I believe in the Packers. Cam's done for the Panthers. Uh, the, yeah. the talk of like him being done as a Panther is kind of wild to me. 
That's a little jumping the gunny to me. Yeah, but like people are acting like it's gonna like it's definite. It's weird. Kyle Allen's not good. Like he's a good no, backup. We've talked not a starting quarterback. No, we've talked about this before. Like Kyle Allen's clearly not your long term answer, but I can understand not wanting to invest in Cam Newton again, right? Yeah. Anyways, I'm also taking the Green Bay Packers. They should cover easy to be honest uh, Rams minus three and a half in Pittsburgh which was supposed to be a good game I'm going to take the Steelers to cover uh, the Rams offense has been super inconsistent this year yeah I like I don't believe in Mason Rudolph at all but the Steelers defense has played pretty good football I think they'll be yeah. in the game I don't think they'll win I think they'll be in the game I mean this mistake of taking the Colts last week against my Steelers I'm not doing, making that mistake again fair enough I'm uh <laughs> I'm taking the Rams. Coming off the bye, they they got to come out uh, firing, man. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Minnesota against the Cowboys. Interesting, I guess. Dallas is minus three. Uh, I will take the Cowboys. Dak's playing at a top ten quarterback level right now. Kirk Cousins doesn't show up in big games in prime time. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Like the, Fuck. This, this would be the week those weird Kirk Cousins MVP sayers are, like, crucified. Fuck, yeah, I forgot about the Kirk not showing up. I might change my pick. Because, like, I don't trust the Cowboys much either, and I like the Vikings roster, but, yeah. Fuck it, I'm fourth. I'm taking the Cowboys, too. And Monday Night Football, undisputed game of the week, Rob. I don't care what you say. Seahawks, F49ers, San Fran's minus six. Six is too much for a primetime NFC West division game. Damn, damn straight, Rob. I'm taking the Seahawks to cover. Uh, I actually don't know who will win. But, like, Russell Wilson is the NFL MVP right now, so six feels like a lot for the 49ers. Um, I'm I'm belligerently excited we have a good Monday Night Football game. Agreed. Um, on all fronts, I'm scared of that Niners pass rush against the Seahawks off the line. I think if that if the Seahawks aren't within six points of the Niners, that's what happens is that they just dominate. But I'm taking the Seahawks because I have to, and fuck it, I'm going to say that. I think they win the game. Wow, respect. It's a big jinx now. But, yeah, I think they win the game. I'm too excited about the Seahawks. I can't believe they're 7-2. and two. Anyways, Ralph, yeah. get us out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at least my Steelers have Minka. That's what I always say. It's true. Did you order the jersey yet? Uh, no, I'm going to. I'm going to keep saying I'm going to and then never will. Uh, thanks for listening to 7 Rounds in Heaven. Uh, you can listen to us every Wednesday and Thursday. Obviously, Wednesday show, NFL Draft Prospect Talk. Thursday show, NFL Rookie Talk. We got you covered. Uh, follow you on Twitter at agmarkc 13 Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Go to Armchair Media Network. Listen to other uh, sports podcasts. Uh, or read my NFL Draft articles. Roll action.